It is Monday, May 1st, College Decision Day in America at 1 o'clock Eastern Time, and this is Admissions Live. I am your host today, Adam Castro, and today is May 1st. It is the day, uh, one of the biggest days in higher education and the college selection process in our country. On today's live broadcast, I am joined with Eric Waldo, Executive Director of Michelle Obama's Reach Higher Initiative, and we were going to talk college access the momentum behind the reach higher movement and social media campaigns and much, much more. When I was thinking about what type of episode I wanted to bring to Higher Ed Live on May 1st, uh, I wanted it to be upbeat. You know, we, we equate May 1st with stress, particularly for administrators in higher education, uh, with, you know, decision making and, and, and tough decisions when we're thinking about students uh, and their families. Uh, and I wanted this to be a day about, uh, you know, motivation, about uh, a brighter future uh, and greater college access for students in the future. So, and I think we got that accomplished today with bringing Eric on. So I'm super excited about this episode and I'm happy he could join us today. Admissions Live is part of the Higher Ed Live Network. Our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Be part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by tweeting us using hashtag HigherEdLive. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at HigherEdLive.com or take Higher Ed Live with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast in the iTunes store. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a digital-first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive real results. Trusted by thousands of higher ed professionals, M. Stoner webinars are jam-packed with timely, strategic, and actionable knowledge. Check out their library of on-demand content from digital storytelling to myth-busting websites. I'm gonna tweet a link out to that now. Admissions Live is also sponsored by NRCCUA, the National Research Center for College and University Admissions. NRCCUA combines direct-to-student outreach with digital marketing with an approach that is 100% backed by data-driven insights and research. Speaking of data and insights, NRCCUA invites you to join them and 400 of your closest friends at the 2017 EduVentures Summit taking place on June 7th to June 9th in Boston at the amazing Intercontinental Boston Waterfront Hotel. Visit eduventures.com for the full program agenda and registration, and I'll get that link tweeted out to you as well in just a few moments. During today's broadcast, if you have any questions for Eric or any questions about the Reach Hire and Better Make Room initiatives, uh, I encourage you to tweet us at using hashtag HigherEdLive. I will monitor that hashtag during the course of the episode, and I'll try to get your questions directly to Eric to get answered on the air. Uh, but Eric, what, what do you say we just jump right into this? Great. Thanks so much, Adam. I'm really excited to be here today. Awesome. Great to have you. It's timing. Couldn't be perfect. And I know you have a lot of stuff going on, so we appreciate the time. So why don't we jump right in and talk a little about your background. Uh, talk a little about your personal and professional experience, uh, and then how did college access uh, become a part of your life? Great. Well, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, as you can tell, sorry, I'm going to move the camera for a second. I'm, I'm wearing my Brown University shirt today. I'm trying to, trying to you know, uh, model the good behavior for everyone who's who's getting into school today and they're posting those pictures because they're proud of making a good decision towards college and of course going to college myself going to Brown University made a huge difference in my life um, but actually just to tell you how I ended up getting here uh, probably the biggest thing that changed my life when I went to college was my senior year in college I took a class called the history of American education taught by a professor named Carl Kasel 
and I learned about Horace Mann and the common school movement, and it really inspired me, and I ended up teaching that summer because of that class at a Summer Ridge program in Providence, Rhode Island, and that propelled me on a path that later would get my master's in education, and I followed that with a law degree, so I, I did a lot of reaching higher myself, and then uh, when I was in law school, uh, Barack Obama was still a law professor at the University of Chicago where I was, and I ended up joining his first run for the presidency and spent time on his campaign and then in the administration working for Arne Duncan and then for Mrs. Obama. It was really my role for five years at the Department of Education was covering everything from cradle to career. But when Mrs. Obama's office called and we began thinking about what might make sense for her, I began spending a lot more time. Uh-oh, I lost the lights. Uh, give me one second, Adam. Technical, technical problems. That's okay. This is why we're live. Not a problem. Uh, I mean, it happens. But when Mrs. Obama uh, approached our office, um, it became really clear that we were excited about uh, about talking about college access because that was her own personal story. And I was in a really fortunate position to be, you know, at a place where I began working with her team really for about a year, creating what ended up becoming Reach Hire. And in those meetings with Mrs. Obama and her team, it just became clear that college had had this profound life-changing effect on Mrs. Obama. And she wanted to make sure that young people around the country were thinking about education seriously. And so I like to say you can think of her as the school counselor in chief. So we've been out there and actually uh, we launched Reach Hire on College Signing Day in 2014. So it's appropriate that we're here talking about it on Decision Day. And I know we'll get more to it, but I'm excited that Mrs. Obama has announced she's gonna be back and she's gonna be with us talking about College Signing Day this week. Awesome. So, you, I mean, you have probably one of the coolest titles that I've seen in higher education. So, I mean, I certainly talk a little bit more about, you know, your current role and what your week looks like. I know this is probably the craziest week of your year, but, you know, what does what is, what is your, uh, your work entail? Well, this is a great, you know, it's so interesting, right, because things are different now. Uh, for, for three years, I was over at the White House, uh, had an office in the East Wing, and that was a lot of fun. And now uh, adjusting to life, now working here in D.C. And we've moved reach higher in the work of college access over to a nonprofit called Civic Nation here in Washington, D.C. So I'm really lucky because in many ways, my work in life is the same. We're continuing to talk about what young people need to get to and through college, you know, exposure to financial aid and college affordability, making sure young people are getting onto a college campus, seeing what's possible, taking the right courses so they're ready for college on day one, you know, working with school counselors about how to make sure that more young people actually understand how to navigate that path to and through. So I still do all that work, only now I do it uh, over here, actually not too far from the White House at a nonprofit. And the real, you know, my day-to-day -day is I get a mix of talking to college access professionals, talking to nonprofit leaders, college presidents, and actually individual students talking about what is it going to do to change our culture, to really make sure we're having a conversation that's changing the way young people think about going to school. And, you know, we talk about Reach Higher as college and it is decision day today. But as you know, Mrs. Obama's efforts, President Obama's efforts before that were really about making sure young people are thinking about some education past high school, whether it's a two-year degree, a four-year degree, a community college, a certificate, a credential. We know many decision days around the country also honor uh, folks committing to serve in the military. Um, but some education, some credentialing past high school has to be the goal for every young person to be competitive in today's global knowledge-based economy. And the great news is that you know, that, 
that need didn't end on January 20th, and certainly Mrs. Obama's commitment to it uh, didn't end either. And for those of you who watched her final uh, set of remarks on January 6th at the School Counselor of the Year ceremony, you heard her commit that this was gonna be work she's gonna do for the rest of her life. So we're really excited that her first major event uh, coming back after a well, well-earned vacation uh, is talking about young people who are in college because a day like College Signing Day is a fun way for us to celebrate uh, you know, college-going culture. And actually, you know, we want that trending topic to be hashtag college signing day. We want the selfies on May 5th and whenever you're hosting your ceremony, not just to be about food or about glamour, or about celebrities or whatever you're doing, but to be about college and celebrating your college experience. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been following the hashtag for years. And you can just see it growing momentum. I think this year it's going to completely explode. And I wanted to touch on one of the things that you said, because I think it's so true. And I actually uh, tweeted it out this morning. It's you know, May 1st is great. College Decision Day, it's great. It's a milestone for both students and families, but even for colleges. But the work is not done, right? I mean, uh, you know, tomorrow's May 2nd, and I'm doing the same thing. And I'm, and I'm trying to recruit students, and, and students are going to commit to us, you know, well after May 1st, and we'll be enrolling students all summer. And that's, that's the vast majority of colleges and students are in that situation. So while this is a great milestone, we're going to have a great party today. You're going to have a great party on May 5th for College Signing Day. Uh, the work is not done and it's going to continue certainly through the rest of this recruitment cycle. Um, so this is kind of a broad question and, and so I'll let you kind of take it to where you want it to go. Uh, but in your opinion, what is the current state of college access in this country? Well, listen, you know, we're a really fortunate country where there are all sorts of post-secondary options for young people today. And the fact of the matter is, is that we know in today's economy, some education best high school has to be the goal, as I've said. And it's, we've got some really strong statistics that are saying we're moving in the right direction. More first-generation low-income students are actually entering college, entering some post-secondary institution. We have historic numbers of Latino students entering college for the first time. We have really you know, better numbers where college presidents and universities are making commitments to make sure more Pell-eligible students are at their communities. And we're making sure it's not just that someone in the upper-income quartile is going to college, but actually making worse spreading opportunity across the income spectrum, across the opportunity spectrum. And so I think, you know, the numbers are going up and I think everyone understands that access is one part of the metric, but I still think if you talk to anyone, I, I actually was at a dinner last week with uh, someone who's a leader uh, at, a, at a high performing charter school. And they said, you know, we had to be honest with ourselves and say, we're, we did a great job of getting kids into college, but our numbers still weren't there where they needed to be in terms of completion. And that still has to be the goal and the standard we hold ourselves to because it's great today to say I got into college or I'm signing up to go you know, to, to this university or this community college. But unless you're, you're finishing, unless you're getting that credential, uh, then we haven't done our job because we know that the worst possible scenario is for the student who starts school, gets discouraged and drops out with debt and no degree. So uh, I think they're promising practices around you know, data analytics, uh, predictive analytics, how we can intervene for students in real time so they aren't just doing it on their own and, and really struggling in isolation. Um, Mrs. Obama always talks about you know, asking for help, raising your hand, finding the writing center. Um, don't, you, know, you don't have to figure out this college thing all by yourself. 
once you get to campus, you have to build a community and a support network and do it as a team, do it together. And I think uh, more and more, we need to make sure that we're sharing with young people the tools to be successful so that they are college ready, but also we need to make sure that colleges are student ready. And what are they doing to make sure that when you're on that campus, wherever you may be, whether you're a traditional or non-traditional student, that you have the tools you need to be successful and meet you where you're at and not just sort of leave you to flounder and figure it out on your own. That's a great point. I think one of the things I want to touch on that you said, which I find really interesting because I have to, I deal with it almost every day, is this idea that, um, you know, it's not enough to get students in the school. They, they have to complete and they have to complete in a timely manner. They can't leave, you know, saddled with debt. Uh, and you mentioned the charter schools and there's a school that, that I work with very closely. We have a partnership with a, with a KIPP school and the amount of outreach they do to their students while they're in college is incredible. Uh, and that didn't happen 20 years ago. I mean, that was non-existent. Uh, and to have those extra support services uh, and to have kind of that co-management of that student between the college and the high school, uh, or really the organization, uh, I think is going to lead to some tremendous results going forward. Because uh, everybody's strapped with resources. And nobody has enough people. Um, but if you you know kind of work as a team and are able to help those students, you can, you can make a huge difference. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. That's very well said. Uh, so kind of along those lines, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what still needs to be improved in terms of maybe not so much access, but certainly the college search process uh, and certainly the selection process for students. You know, I think more and more, you know, making data easy to access, making it user friendly, um, making it not so much of a black box experience. Uh, and I think, you know, you saw some promising levels of progress during the Obama administration, uh, the college scorecard, which is available, at still available at collegescorecard.ed.gov. You know, it shouldn't be a mystery to figure out whether or not a school is actually going to be a good return on investment for you. Um, the um, uh, Ed Trust just put out a report last week comparing schools. They had one example where they talked about two similarly situated schools, both had about the same size, same percentage of minority students, but one of them was graduating students, 65% graduation rate for first-gen low income, and the other one was 45%. That's a big difference and a big deal, and I think if you're a parent or if you're a student, knowing that, hey, this school is gonna actually likely lead to me having a better chance of graduating on time, getting a job, paying back my loans, that should matter. We need to think about this. Uh, think about college the way it is, which is not just a great personal growth opportunity, but it's also a financial investment. And for so many folks who, who are nervous about college and the rising cost of college, we want to make sure that they have easily accessible information. And I think we still need to go further there. It should be easier to figure out whether or not this school is great. And unfortunately, too many people know more about a school sports team, uh, maybe know about you know whether they were, saw them in the NCAA tournament or you know, know about it through a friend or a neighbor, as opposed to having a real you know, data-based you know, knowledge, knowledge set to know, hey, this school's gonna help me if I wanna be an engineer, or this school, like everyone graduates on time, or you know what, I really struggle. Does this, you know, this, does this school have a great writing center? Do they support first-gen students? And too often, it's just anecdotal, and you feel like you're being sold to, as opposed to really figuring out what's the right fit, um, and, and I think, the great news is this country has so many terrific institutions. There is the right fit out there for you, but we need to make it easier for people to make that connection. Yeah, that's a great point. The, I remember seeing every every year during the NCAA tournament, you see that graph of this, the, the school that was the long shot that made the Final Four, and you see yeah. how many other applications you know went up for that particular oh, sure. month with that media exposure. So yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, 
So I warned you of this, and, and it's now happened. Uh, I've gotten two DMs on Twitter asking to make sure I ask you about Ms. Obama. Please. What is she like? What is she like? How did she, you know, uh, how does she work on a day-to-day -day basis with with her staff? And, and yeah. kind of give us a little bit of background about her. Yeah. So you know, the, I I always tell people this. You know, she really is as great as she seems, and I think. You know, I feel really fortunate to have worked so closely with her for the past three years and get to continue to work with her. Um, but she's just this really grounded, earnest person. And I think, especially with it, when it comes to education, this is when she talks to young people, she really brings it back to herself being a first generation college student. And she talks to them about, you know, going to a magnet school in Chicago, but still being told by a school counselor, you know, I don't know if you're Princeton material. And even when she got to Princeton, the struggle she had when she got onto campus, you know, not knowing how to pick classes. Um, she took a senior level class her freshman year. She literally picked the wrong size sheets. You know, freshman seats are the extra long and she didn't know that. And so she had to sleep for the year. You know, she didn't have, didn't have extra money for sheets. So she had to have these wrong size sheets all the year. And, you know, I think it's so easy to look at someone like Mrs. Obama and see her already as this incredible, fully formed, like, you know, impressive public speaker, public figure. But she really, you know, on a personal level, when I see her connect with young people, it's because she brings it back to them and say, look, I'm not that different than you. You know, I grew up on the South Side, neither of my parents went to college, uh, but education changed my life and I think it can change yours. And on a day-to-day -day basis in working with her, I would just say that she's one of the most disciplined, you know, people I've ever met and has really, you know, a high set of standards and high expectations for herself and for her team. So when you see her give a great speech, you know, that's not an accident. She prepared. She asked a lot of questions. She works really hard and practices. You know, she doesn't wing it. And I would tell young people out there who are, you know, thinking about their own lives and their own careers, you know, Mrs. Obama is always an example to me of, you know, I, I can always think I should do more and raise the bar just a little higher because her expectations are that high. And I think she expects that of herself. She doesn't expect anything of the team other than that she doesn't want of herself. And that's why we've been able to do so much fun with her in the White House. And that's why I'm so excited for Friday, May 5th, signing day. And you know that's why we now have over a thousand events in all 50 states coming together to celebrate college signing day because she expects it from people. And when she raises the bar and she puts an ask out there, everyone answers, but she's also just a lot of fun. She's a really fun person to be around. Yeah, I saw her on carpool karaoke. She seems super fun. <laughs> uh, so let's talk. Let's talk about retire because I think um, you know it's really an amazing thing. So it really launched in 2014, burst onto the scene. You know, I think my picture that I remember, you know, seeing those videos on social media of, of uh, the first lady at the time and all of her celebrity friends. You know, really pushing the movement and getting the word out. I remember, you know, the hashtags "Better Make Room" in particular you know, kind of filling up my timeline. So you were a part of all that kind of pre-launch work to get that going that first year. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, and did you guys know it was gonna kind of explode into, into what it's become? Well, you know, I would say we certainly hoped that it would explode. And I think having seen the success of Mrs. Obama and her other initiatives, her Let's Move initiative around healthy eating and anti-childhood obesity, uh, her work on joining forces to support military-connected families, you know, everything she does, because I think what I mentioned, because of her high standards, because of the coalition she's able to bring together, um, you really hope and expect that it's going to be really successful. And so we obviously, when I was at the Department of Ed, when Mrs. Obama's team first approached us and said she wanted to take on education, you can imagine how excited we were. We felt like we had the golden ticket. Um, she was just that, you know, that, that an incredible public figure who everyone wants to work with. So in the lead up, I think we did what most campaigns would do, but I think 
the difference was in go, moving to the White House or moving to Mrs. Obama's office as opposed to the Department of Ed. At the Department of Ed, you know, you have pretty traditional levers. You're giving out money, you know, you're giving out grants, you are trying to, you have regulations, you have oversight, pretty traditional government function. But with Mrs. Obama in the East Wing, you know, we didn't have money to give out. We weren't giving out grants, we weren't giving out loans. Um, all we could do is really bring people together because of the force of her own personal stature. And what I, again, I've been continually, I'm gonna do it again, my friend. Uh, what I've continually been impressed by is that people are willing to help because she asks. And I think then, you know, she, you just have to be very disciplined and say, what's our goal? What are our metrics? And then relentlessly move forward there. And I think you've seen Mrs. Obama on all of her initiatives work to change the cultural conversation. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, her Let's Move initiative was her first. And I always thought, you know, it's we had to make all the policy changes for, you know, food labeling or calorie counts or the new, um, you know, how the new, the new, the reorganization of the food pyramid, but getting young people excited about eating healthy, having a, a, a garden, you know, when people saw her doing push-ups with Jimmy Fallon on late night, that's that viral moment that changes the cultural conversation where eating, you know, carrots is a different conversation than it was. And it isn't just literally us telling you to eat your vegetables. And in that same way around education, we can tell people to fill out your FAFSA. We can tell them to take AP classes. We can tell them to apply to a certain amount of schools. But when suddenly you see Mrs. Obama rapping with Saturday Night Live's Jay Farrow about going to college and, you know, gets 23 million views in a day or leads to a spontaneous Twitter hashtag, that's when literally we visit a school and a fourth grader will come up to her and say, like, I saw you rapping about going to college. And that's when you think, well, you know, maybe – you know, it's great that we're changing the FAFSA and making it easier to apply and early and, and, and pre-tax data, et cetera. But when Mrs. Obama changes the cultural conversation with moments like signing day, getting celebrities to participate, that's when you think, gosh, who is that one other person that we may have gotten to think of themselves as college material who didn't before? And that's when you get excited about what's possible. And that's the whole power of social media, right? And I think that's certainly something I, I want to touch on with you because, you know, if you monitor the hashtag, and I actually went through this exercise a few days ago, and I'm sure it's picked up steam since then, but I mean, there's a tweet with using hashtag better make room every five minutes or so. And these are college counselors all over the country. These are students taking selfies of their acceptance uh, paperwork or their the shirt of the school that they've selected. Um, so what goes into the back end of that? I mean, how do you, how is that monitored? And how do you take that those personal messages and use them to move uh, the initiative for Right. So, you know, what I will say is that we worked hard and when we launched Reach Hire, we, we were very excited, but we knew we actually needed to create an arm of Reach Hire that was really thinking directly about young people and knowing that young people communicate on their digital devices. We wanted to really have a campaign out of Reach Hire that was going to speak to young people and give them an opportunity to have a conversation with each other, not just us sort of talking at them or to them. And so we worked with um, we worked with a firm, a creative firm in Houston, Texas, that actually helped do research and talk to young people people. And that's where Better Make Room came from. Better Make Room literally means that you better make room for the next generation of young people because they're going to do incredible things. And so if you go to bettermakeroom.org, if you check out what that looks like, through Better Make Room, we've launched uh, campaigns and initiatives where students can have free texting, uh, you know, get free texts from Mrs. Obama or other people that helps them on the margin, you know, fill out that financial aid form, apply to more colleges, get free test prep and other services. Because we know young people are on their mobile devices all the time. And so we worked with a creative firm to talk to young people. But then we gave young 
given people the space and the creativity to express themselves on these social media channels. And I think the incredible part about it, and we do measure it because we all live in a different era of social media and how we communicate, whether it's news, whether it's going to college, et cetera. And the really exciting thing is hashtag better make room has actually reached almost a billion impressions, one billion. And last year on college signing day, we were hitting hundreds of millions of people who were seeing that. And that means literally almost everyone in the world is seeing a picture of someone who is putting on a college t-shirt talking about education. And I think that that's critical because young people see that and think, oh, that's okay, or that's something I want to emulate. And I think we think about how can we push this down so that college-going culture is deep into our spirit, and it's elementary school, it's middle school students thinking, one day I want to be at a college signing day rally in my own community because that's something I want to look forward to. So we really are trying to change the culture, and the hashtag world and campaigns that we're living in is this really exciting way where young people want something visual, they want to see something, and they want to be celebrated. And I always say, you know, we're hiding the medicine and the applesauce while we do that. So someone may have got turned on to Mrs. Obama because they saw her rap about college or they saw, you know, a celebrity like Wale or Jadena or whom, you know, Bailey Madison talk about it online. But once they got to it, then they spent some time at bettermakeroom.org and maybe they found some free services. Maybe they texted and now are getting these updates that are encouraging them to do more with their lives and connect them to a school counselor. And we're just excited about how we can continue to scale that impact because you and I know if a 1, 10, 12, 15 people get in front of Mrs. Obama, she changes their lives. And in fact, we now have research. Uh, ben Castleman from the University of Virginia and other researchers around the globe actually have started to study the Michelle Obama effect. And they talk about what happens to a school after she visits and talks about going to college, talks about filling out financial aid. And they show that the numbers increase. And she actually has a statistically significant effect after she visits the community for how they're going to do and change their behavior. Now, we need to bring that to scale because we can't get her in front of every, you know, only a few kids at a time or auditorium at a time. But we need to know both how she's affecting young people, but we need to make sure more people around the country, whether you're a counselor, a teacher, a student, uh, you know, how do they bring that excitement to a young person and change their lives? Well, you can tell her she has an open invitation to our accepted students day anytime that she wants. Uh, but again, something that you said, I, I certainly want to talk about. And I think when, you, when, it gets, when it comes to the hashtag, I mean, one of the things that I have found, even in just uh, in preparation for today's episode and getting the word out about it, is the communication is certainly a two-way street with the Better Make Room hashtag. Um, so it's not only, you know, this is a depository for great stories, but it's the idea that, um, you know, Reach Higher and Better Make Room are engaging, you know, with the people that are being celebrated. Um, they're retweeting, they're commenting, they're, they're giving them their shout-outs. And, and that positive reinforcement is way more powerful than the initial tweet or the initial post. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And I think, you know, as the movement grows, it's going to be harder and harder to keep up with that. But, you know, if you can figure that part out, I think it, it's going to be such an inspirational uh, aspect of the campaign. Um, so let's move on to a couple things that, that you're working on. Is there two to three things that kind of stand out for you as current initiatives you're really digging into? Yeah, so let me just tell a little bit more about this Friday for folks and some resources they may not know about. You may think if you're a counselor watching, if you're a student watching, wherever you are, you might think, oh gosh, well, if Mrs. Obama's celebrating on Friday, I don't know how I can get involved. That's, that's pretty quick. And let me just say a few things. Number one is 
please join us on social media, whether you're a student, a counselor, you know, a, a professional, wear your college shirt, it's dress down day Friday, you know, post that selfie, talk about how school affected your life, dress to work in your, in your college shirt, because I always find that when people are making those posts and doing that online, it actually sparks a conversation where a student didn't realize a teacher went to that school or creates a conversation to realize, well, how did that college experience change your life and get to you, get you where you are today? So even just on the individual level, please, you know, post a selfie on Friday in your college gear, post it with hashtag college signing day, hashtag better make room, hashtag reach higher. Um, but you may think you still want to celebrate on Friday or another day. And, and we're very honest that schools around the country uh, have been celebrating college signing day since the end of April and are going to do so through the beginning of June. And those are just the ones we're tracking. So go to bettermakeroom.org, click on the college signing day tab, and tell us about your event download a kit. We've got social media graphics. We have banners. We have signs. You can buy t-shirts. Literally anything you think you might want, we have on our site that you can download, that you can participate. So you can make it a fun event, even if it's just for a classroom full of 30 students or if it's an auditorium full of 500, there's something for you to do and plan. And again, you might want to plan something for later in May or later in June. And with that in mind, let me also point out that this year, uh, we are actually giving out money to help people put on college signing day. We've counselors and others that, hey, this is just one more thing to do, and it would be really helpful if there was some extra money to help pay for it. And so thanks to the generosity of the College Football Playoff Foundation, we actually got $100,000 that we've been giving out in microgrants of, of $500 uh, to schools around the country to put on college signing days. So again, go to bettermakeroom.org, click on signing day, download the college signing day kit, learn how you can do that with the College Football Playoff Foundation and donors choose because you might get that $500 grant for your event later this month or in June. And also when you work with donors choose to post your grant idea, you actually may get more money for your community. And that's really exciting. And again, we want to see as many people participate as possible. So even if you can't participate on Friday, please tell us about your event. Please sign up. Uh, we want to give you the credit. And also, as you mentioned, we do try to lift up other people's work, whether it's a retweet, a shout out. We have a student advisory board now of uh, high school and college students who've been hosting events in their own communities. Um, we have a Medium Post series where we highlight the stories of incredible young people who are pursuing their education. And please nominate your students. Tell us about it. Tell us your stories because there's so many ways we can lift you up and celebrate the great work you're doing. Wow, that's amazing. Free money still left over. You may fit this right oh, around the corner, there. but if you want to throw that event, that, that's fantastic. So I'm glad we can get the word out on that today and hopefully some people that are listening take you up on that offer uh, and jump on bettermakeroom.org right now and, and, and try to apply for that. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about what success looks like for you and for Reach Hire. Uh, what type of metrics are you following and, and, and how are you kind of gauging your success as it relates to, um, you know, student persistence and, and, and graduation in college? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with college access organizations around the country. And I think all of us are are not satisfied unless we're getting, you know, each and every kid to and through a post-secondary credential. And, you know, President Obama really set the standard at his first speech uh, to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in 2009. And he said, you know, as a country, we used to be number one in terms of the percentage of young people with a college degree, with a post-secondary credential. And now we're about 13th, 12th or 13th among industrialized nations. So <clears throat> other countries have been out-educating us. And if we want to be successful, we've got to reclaim that number one spot because as everyone knows, the way the economy is changing, more and more jobs are going to require post-secondary credentials. So number one is that we do look and think about that ranking and say, great, like 
we, we got to be making progress. We got to be moving up the rank. And number one is the goal, um, but we want to do that. I would say that there are a few other clear areas where, you know, that's the meta goal. I would say that uh, in addition, we do really look at things like FAFSA completion numbers, whether or not uh, schools, states, communities are going up and making commitments around more and more uh, low-income kids completing the FAFSA on time. Uh, we know uh, based on studies that filling out your FAFSA is one of the highest return on investment strategies you can do to make sure a young person is going to apply to college or continue to persist while they're in college. Um, but we're also looking at other strategies around how we make sure more people are, are ready for college on day one. So uh, remediation rates, uh, how we think about whether or not students are gaining more college credit before they enter school. Uh, and lastly, we're thinking a lot about how we're measuring the success of um, key adult force multipliers like school counselors. So how are we making sure that um, school counselors are signing up for this movement and also changing the way we do pre-service and in-service training for counselors and get them the resources and technology they need so that they're servicing more students. Uh, as you likely know, right now on average, you have one counselor for every 471 students. That's about twice the recommended ratio. And in places like California, it's one counselor for every 1,000 students. So, you know, Ted Mitchell, our old Secretary of Education, used to say we have a math problem and we have a moral problem. And we are working actually with communities around the country. We have over 38 state teams who have signed up to be part of Reach Higher. We convene them around the country. We share best practices, but we also give them the tools that they need to advocate for change in their own communities so that the school counseling pipeline is in a better situation and that school districts and states in those communities have the tools they need to make sure that college and career readiness are actually driving the agenda uh, for how we think about measurement in those individual states, districts, and schools. So, you know, the tough part is as opposed to a smaller program that's maybe thinking about, you know, direct services to, you know, 30 kids and getting them to and through, we are actually really still focused on service in the entire country and being an advocacy organization. But we are really trying to not just aggregate and move people forward, but also give them concrete tools. I talked about our texting campaign. It's called uh, Up Next. And students will do another enroll in, uh, enrollment phase in the fall to text Four, four, text college to 44044, the word college to 44044, and that's going to get them these incremental texts, these interactions with counselors and others that we know, you know, evidence-based practices, research, rigorous research from Ben Castleman and others show makes a difference. 15% more likely to apply to college, to fill out your FAFSA, to complete. And we're now hitting over about 100,000 students with this texting campaign. We want to do more and we want to make sure that more and more students are, are engaged with us and are now participating and putting themselves on a path to and through college. Yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't know about the, the, the text. Uh, and, and you know, so much of this is macro level stuff, right? I mean, I, I deal with this as well. You know, something I do to this year as an initiative, you know, it doesn't necessarily have that payoff until four or five, six years down the line when we're talking about graduation rates. You know, so I really mm -hmm. hope that there's, you know, kind of that back end metrics that you guys find that is able to really say, okay, we're on the right path. You know, whether that's just the use of the hashtag, whether that's how many people are posting, how many people are texting uh, and engaging with you on, on a day-to-day -day basis. Because I think what you'll see is there'll be a direct correlation between that activity and then five, six, seven, eight years down the line when you're looking at graduation data, you'll see kind of the payoff uh, to all that. And that'll be, you know, kind of the, the moment where you realize, you know, what a tremendous difference you've actually made. 
And, and let me say with that, the, the good news, we're hopefully going to put out a report this, uh, you know, this early this summer, but we do have really promising early data on the texting campaign, for instance. So, you know, we are seeing that Mrs. Obama's engagement rate, the people respond to texts from her at a at basically twice, three times the rate of a traditional texting campaign. They are engaged. They are now responding. And we know that that means that, that, that when she's asking them to do things like fill out your financial aid, you know, take a free, you know, Khan Academy t- test prep class, that it's going to change their behavior at the margin. And we're really excited about that promising practice. And you know, we talked about reaching nearly a billion students with our hashtag and, you know, hundreds of millions just in one day with things like College Signing Day. We do know that that is having the effect of getting more and more people signing up and involved. And so we're excited about how we can continue to measure her effect. But the good news is our research is continuing to show that her engagement with young people is actually changing the likelihood that whether or not they're going to put themselves on a post-secondary path. If Ms. Obama is texting me, I'm texting her back. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so that, that makes perfect sense to me. So let's talk about, you know, what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for, for Reach Hire uh, in Civic Nation? So the really exciting news is that you know we're continuing the work, and I think uh, in many ways we're all learning about what it means to do this outside of the federal government. And I think that's a really exciting thing for us, where I think there may have been some restrictions that we had, and always being really diligent about how we work with people uh, through the White House and through the private education. Now that we're working really as a national nonprofit, we're thinking about new ways that we want to engage, some new freedom we have around um, advocacy, some new freedom we have around you know, how we can work with foundations and other uh, you know, conglomerates that are taking on this issue. But I think the, what to me is exciting is that there's no, I, I was worried, right? Was there going to be, uh, was there still going to be a need for Mrs. Obama in this space? And was there still going to be um, the same level of appetite for her? And I will say that I feel the, the college access space uh, is still just as primed and in fact, even more hungry for her participation in the space. And I do think that we sit at this really wonderful cusp of the national movements, the local movements, and what happens on the ground for a young person who is waiting to be connected and a counselor who's waiting to connect a student. And we can sit at that crossroads and make these connections and actually help bring attention to work that needs to get to scale, but also now make sure that young people see that they have a place they can go and find the tools and resources they need. So. You know, everyone always asks me, well, you know, do we really need one more college access organization out there? And my answer to them is, wherever you are, we still haven't hit, you know, as, I, as you and I mentioned, like, we're still not, high, you know, we're still 13, so there's still a young person who's dropping out. There's still a young person who hasn't figured out how to make their post-secondary dream come true. So I like to say to people, we're now excited to be on the outside and helping bring it, this work together. But we all, we everyone needs to be part of this movement, and the movement is not going to be done, you know, in four years, and eight years, and twenty years. So honestly, I'm excited to continue to ride the crest of this movement, ride that wave, and bring more and more people together who are fighting for young people to use education to change the odds of their life. No, I mean I think it's such a, a noble you know, initiative. I mean, this is something that we as a society absolutely need and it's something that we need to continue to promote. So, I mean, you're doing good work and and, and, and I think everybody that's kind of caught on to the movement, um, you know, can see the impact it has. I mean, I, I can see it in the high schools that we visit every year. Every year, more and more students, high schools are having this college signing day on their campus. And, you know, that, that didn't exist five years ago. It didn't exist, certainly didn't exist 10 years ago. You know, and it was more of a, you know, pushing paper or more of a business of getting your students into college. It wasn't a celebration and that's certainly what it should be. Um, so, you know, our viewers of Higher Ed Live, 
you know, it's a mixed bag from students to school counselors to certainly college administrators. I know a lot of them are really interested in learning more about Reach Hire and getting more involved, even if not for this year, but certainly in the future. So how could, how could our viewers get more involved with this movement? Great. Well, as I mentioned, right now, please go check us out at bettermakeroom.org and learn about the work we're doing. But you can also reach out to us. We have a new email address. We want to, you know, please, if you have ideas, suggestions, if you want to partner with us, you can email us at reachhire at civicnation.org. That's reachhire at civic, C-I-V-I-C, nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, dot O-R-G. We want to hear your ideas. We want to collaborate. Um, you know, we want to do as much as we can with you together to keep moving the ball forward. And the great news is that we do have this infrastructure in place. We have our team here and we already had the excitement of so many states around the country that are partnering with us. And so whether it's whether you're a school counselor and want to be involved in our school counselor summits, whether you're a student and you want to be on our student advisory board, you know, whether you're someone at a school who thinks, gosh, we've never done a signing day, we can, we want to do one next year, uh, please we, reach out to us. We want to help you. We have no shortage of materials for how you can be involved with us, but you're going to continue to hear from us. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can follow us online at Reach Hire on Twitter, at Reach Hire 2020 Instagram, at Better Make Room at Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, we're constantly posting about opportunities to interact with us, to share stories. But we need nominations. We need to find out what you're interested in and how you might want to partner with us. And I'll just tell everybody and add to that that the level of engagement, you won't find more from uh, an organization in terms of taking your feedback, responding to uh, emails, responding to social media. So it, it's certainly something that I encourage you to do as well. So let's let's again just focus again on College Signing Day coming up May 5th. Uh, Ms. Obama will be there in New York City uh, with MTV. Uh, any special guests, something that we should know about? Anything, anything in particular that uh, we can do it as an exclusive for Higher Ed Live today? <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, so first of all, if, you, you know, if you're not hosting an event on Friday, May 5th, and you want to see what's going on with Mrs. Obama, you can tune in. On, it'll be broadcast on Facebook Live, so you can watch on MTV's Facebook page um, and watch the event and, and, and participate. Also, if you're hosting an event, you can go to our website and download Mrs. Obama's message that you want to play at an event. But in terms of celebrities, we have a star-studded event again. We've got over 30 celebrities who are coming to help us broadcast journalists, actors, actresses, um, sports stars, coaches. And I think the great news is that, um, you know, everyone, no matter what their personal educational experience is, wants to come and help because they see how critical education is in the life of, of young people. And so I, I think that it's pretty neat to tell a high school senior, all these people are celebrating you. And so it's fun to say, you know, last year Robert De Niro was there. Or this year we've got, you know, Neil Patrick Harris or Kerry Russell or Jadena. But in actuality, you know, they're there to celebrate students. You know, and that's, I will tell you one other thing. One of our partners, American Eagle, is posting student stories in Times Square on signing day on May 5th. So again, post to hashtag Better Make Room. Tell us about your story and you may see your picture up there literally in Times Square because getting to college, applying to college is a story that we ought to celebrate and be in bright lights on Broadway. So we're really proud of everyone. And, and again, Adam, I just want to thank you for, for helping us uh, get this message out and, and, and the work that you do to help encourage young people on their path to and through college. Oh, it's certainly my pleasure. I mean, it's something I'm, I'm super passionate about and, and I'm all in when it comes to, to reach higher and, and a better make room. I'm 
I'm tweeting up a storm and, and, and trying to get the word out to our students and, and the families that, that we work with. But you forgot you forgot the most important guest on the fit. Mrs. Obama? No, it's you, Eric Waldo, of course. You know, you're gonna do that as well. You know, you're doing your That's thing right. Right. and making it happen. That's so right. Eric Google Google Hangout star, Eric Waldo will also be in attendance. There you go. Google Hangouts, NACAC. I mean, you're doing the whole thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Eric. I was I was recognized at a restaurant on Friday from having done the NACAC Facebook Live. I kid you not. So you've made it now. I mean, this is that's it. That's it. I've made it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. This is it. Well, Eric, I really appreciate the time. This was fantastic. A, a timely episode for sure. Uh, chock full of great information that, that people can certainly use. Um, so you know, I hope to have you on again in the future. This was just fantastic. Before we go. Uh, I just want to make sure that we thank our sponsors one last time. Thank you, as always, M. Stoner. You make Higher Ed Live go. A uh, big thank you also goes out to our program sponsor, NRCCUA. Uh, make sure you check out uh, their upcoming conference. Uh, that will certainly be uh, an informative event for everybody in higher education. Eric, best of luck on College Signing Day, uh, and we'll see you on uh, the different social media platforms. Thank you again for being a part of Higher Ed Live.